Hello, everyone. Uh, this is the Foodies for Thought podcast with Alex. And Hope. Hello. Hi. So, um, I know this is very much anticipated by all, like, three of our friends. <laughs> Hello, Gloria, Terry, and Kaylee. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, so, let's just, like, set this up for y'all. Today, we made this really good risotto it's called from the recipe um it's called butternut squash risotto with crispy pancetta here's the thing though Kroger doesn't do this thing called like fancy things so um, I like that we're very honest we're just gonna come at right out and say it's not pancetta it's just bacon <laughs> but it's know? like good bacon guys I mean it's good bacon I you know bought the nicest looking package of bacon that I could find it glistened it called to her and now it's in the risotto yeah, so we made this risotto, and, you know, just tentative setup-wise, we're gonna just, like, explain to you what this food is, but later on, we're gonna have a little segment called Stir in the Pot, where we talk about some juicy stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about the risotto. Okay. What we do? So, basically, what we did, if you've never made risotto before, what you're supposed to do with a basic risotto is you put, you saute some onions in, like, like a fat, so, like, a butter or an oil usually butter. Um, and then you add in your rice and then you slowly add in, um, a liquid. So chicken stock, veggie stock, um, maybe like a half a cup of white wine to a cup, you know, the usual. Um, so for this, essentially what we did is we sauteed some, um, squash and fried up some bacon and, um, we made risotto and th threw that all together. There's also some sage in there, which is really interesting. So you're going to hear our, um, semi-first impressions here because I'm not going to lie. I'm real hungry. So I already took a bite, but look, it was really tasty. It smelled really delicious the entire time, but also tell me the, or tell them the thing that you told me about how to tell when your rice is like absorbed for the risotto. Oh. I think that's really good. For Key fact here. Yes, ladies. Um, here's the key to success when cooking risotto. Uh, when you're cooking risotto, the way to tell that all of your liquid is absorbed is you take your, um, wooden spoon or spatula or whatever, and you scrape it along the bottom of the pan. And if you see the pan and not like liquid immediately, then you got to add more liquid again until it's done until you've done a few rounds and you've used all your liquid, which usually it's about like two and a, two and a half cups of risotto to like five and a half cups of liquid. That's around the ratio. So there you go. That's the key tip. Have fun, ladies. <laughs> and you know, I've never made risotto before. So it was super helpful when you're like, you don't know what you're doing. It's good to have someone who does know what they're doing. I can't wait to go on all these adventures with you. This is going to be so fun. Wow. I can't make, make, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm just like, so I don't understand. <laughs> Can you just explain this to me really quick? What's the best ratio? But yeah. Should right. we? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's take a bite. Okay. 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 What do we think? I think that really great balance of salt all throughout it. Um, I'm glad we didn't, because I think the recipe told us to, like, season the butternut squash. We didn't season it too heavily with salt and pepper. Right. Which I think was a really good idea, because the bacon is obviously really salty, and then there's Parmesan in here as well. Yeah, which is sure. already really salty. So two really salty things added into like a dish. You can cut down on your salt, especially because a lot of like recipes are just like salt this girl up. But I'm like, it's like I'm already <laughs> no, salty enough. Please, ma'am, do not do this to me. Exactly. So um, great, great on the taste. But there's some other things you have to grade a piece of food by, right? Tell us what those are, Alex. Well, let me flip through my little 
a little notey book. My little notebook here where I've written down what we're going to judge this food on. First of all, crunch factor, one to five. Okay. So I do think it's a really good mix of textures because yes. we do have like the creaminess of the rice. We've right. got like the swaft of the little like butternut squash chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, crunch factor. I'm going to say we're going to give it a three because it, I, I can do like a two and a half, three. Because it's like a good mix with the bacon and yeah. then the onion. I would say it's less of a crunch and more of like a, you know, just a gentle like bite. <laughs> yeah, you know, just gentle. But it's good. It's excellent in my opinion. I agree. Okay, what's our next thing? What are we... Um, can it fit in my anorak? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know about this anorak, I have this pullover anorak that has this big kangaroo pocket, and we like to fit anything we can in this. Right? <laughs> so, no, I don't think it's going to fit in there. Um, it the is amount just... that we made. No, absolutely no. not. That would be sloshing around in the, in the pocket. I would not put it in anyone's like, anorak. But. portability factor you could take this in a container to work you just yeah, if you just put in like a little thermos or a little like, yeah just a you know regular tupperware i would say this is a great work food because it's like you know got all these nice little flavors and it makes you feel just gently fancy like ooh risotto it's like yeah, and then lady when you go to like your nine to five where you're just sitting at a desk like oh man this this sucks so bad you can just be like ooh risotto <laughs> she's so correct um, <laughs> wow but yeah, it's also got that good, you know, when you take something to the office and you're like, this is really good, but it's super aromatic. Um, it doesn't really have that like pungent, like terrible smell, like some foods tend to have. It's not super mm-hmm. garlicky or like super fishy or anything like that. So yeah, definitely portability if you're going to take it to work or something. Yeah. When you pop that container lid open, you're going to be fine. Okay. No one's yeah. going to be like, whoa, you're going to like chill out the office. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fine. Um, okay. Let's do it. Salt balance. We kind of talked about this one a little bit. Yeah, but I already did. Is it saltier? Just like on a scale from like, oof, not at all, to like on a scale to average, like, you know, Midwestern white person to me, <laughs> just salting it up, just an actual salt block. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't, I would say that I would give it, I would give it like a okay salt balance, like, Maybe like three and a half out of five. Um, whatever. R- risotto rices. <laughs> Butternut squash chalks. Yes. Um, so you know, three point five out of five, um, I'd say for the salt factor. And solely because this recipe tells you to like really season your butternut squash. And in my opinion, if you need like a balance. Okay. Yeah. It when you taste a food. You shouldn't be tasting salt only. You should just be tasting flavor. Like, salt doesn't equate flavor all the time. It does a good portion of the time. But with something like risotto where it's, like, it's buttery, it has some, you know, other elements in there that are good, it it has enough elements to, like, stand up to salt. So I think this one's just... Yeah, especially with, like, the sweetness of the butternut squash. You don't want to, like, overpower that with just, like, pure salt. Exactly, exactly. And then with the sage as well, you don't want to just... Yeah, there's sage in this, guys. I don't know if we've already mentioned it, but it's delicious. (laughs) Um, All right, and for our... um, for, okay, so our next to last factor is babe factor. How pretty is this? Um, it's cute she's and hell. So cute. <laughs> so she's cute. a babe. She is a babe. Um, I think that, yeah. I think if you were going to, like, serve something at, like, a dinner party or, like, Thanksgiving or something and you just wanted to have it, it would look really nice. Like, in a big serving dish, you could 
sprinkle because we did like a garnish of bacon bits and we put a couple little sage leaves on top yes and you can like check our instagrams for like oh yeah please like, check out our instagrams mine's a uh, mine's at graystoke g-r-e-y-s-t-o-k-e underscore and yours is mine is at bippity bobbity so b-i what how do you spell that wow <laughs> b-i-p-p-i-t-y-b-o-b-b-i-t-t-y She's so. spelling for y'all. Listen. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I can read soft flex, but listen, um, please don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, I can't read. And you know, you know, I'm willing to work through that with you. We're going to classes. We're doing, we're, we're doing, doing the most. <laughs> um, okay. So for our last one is, um, seasonality. So you want to okay. talk about that a little bit? I think this is a great fall food. I think maybe if you, Here's the thing. I don't know how good this would be chilled. And I feel like this is a little like warm for summer. I think winter and fall, this is a great warm you up, sit like by a fire. You're having your risotto. Things are going well. Maybe you've got something cozy on the TV. You're in your best like mm-hmm. sweater. I will say though, if you ever go on like a date in fall and you're like, Ooh, let's stay home and cook together. Risotto is a mm. great thing to do with two people because one person's just running around the kitchen stressing. So, like, it, that you don't want to stress when you cook. You want to be like, oh, this is fun. So, have a good time with two people, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. I also think butternut squash, in my opinion, is a very fall ingredient. Like, it is. So, I would, I've just never eaten butternut squash in the summer. Maybe I should start, but. Isn't there something called a summer squash? I could be a summer squash. <laughs> I guess we could Google. You guys can Google it. Tell us if we're dumb. Is this a thing? Is it real? I'm going to Google it because I have a computer. Um, oh, it's a thing. Oh, what does it look like? Who is Oh, she? eight varieties of summer squash. Appa- Whoa, what? So it's- Do you see that shape right there? <laughs> He's like a little pancake. Like a little- He looks uh, like a bear claw. Oh, I love bear claws. They're so good. Can we just give a shout out to Buckeye Donuts <laughs> for We're being? not sponsored by Buckeye Donuts. But I wish but we were. <laughs> they, they support me enough like- morally that I and like just emotionally that I don't need them to support me financially listen if you're in the Columbus area and you're near Ohio State you need to get yourself down to Buckeye Donuts because listen breakfast lunch dinner they got you covered and there's always like this sweet little lady that works in oh, there yeah. she's so nice oh, I love the people that work there they're, they're open 24 hours 24 so, like, hours, if you're like guys. stressing <clears throat> you've had like a rough day a rough night Get yourself a euro. Ooh, okay. So it's one of those things where, yes, they're called Buckeye Donuts, but they also have food, and it's good. It's so... (laughs) No, okay, but sometimes... You know those places where they're like, yeah, we have a little bit of everything, but it's all just, like, mediocre? Oh, yeah. They have, like, a little bit of everything, and it's all, like, very good. good. Yeah. So that's basically um, our love for Buckeye Donuts in a nutshell. Uh, Buckeye Donuts, if you're out there... We don't need you to sponsor us, but if you could. <laughs> like, if you want to, we would never. We would never. We will still frequent your establishment. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Love. Um, okay, so this risotto, I think an overall score. What What should we score her? I would give her, like, I don't know. Out of 10, what do we want to? Oh, out of 10. Out of Ooh, 10. We're broadening it up. Yeah. Well, why don't we, uh, like, try and gently average out, the, out of fives? Or is it 10? I don't know. You know what? Let's just do five, because I think we've yeah. been doing out of five, and I just, you know I can't count. <laughs> I, I can't read. You can't count. We're out here, ladies. Um, we help each other. We balance each other out. Yeah. So I would say I would give this a solid, like, four out of five. I yeah. think this is good. 
it's like fun to make. It's relatively easy to make. Like there's no like fancy complicated techniques or like items that you have to have in your kitchen to make it. I think the fanciest thing we used was like a vegetable peeler, which honestly you didn't even need that. Use use a knife. Yeah, you just use a knife. Please don't cut yourself though. Like we're we're out here just to say that we are against slicing up your hands. Okay, please don't do that. Slice your hands. So hey friends, um, during this time in the podcast, I just want to say we made some mistakes. Oh, we made a couple mistakes. I want to take kind of responsibility for because I did bring up this mistake. Shouldn't have happened. So we're just gonna, you know. Except this is, we are people. Sometimes we have flaws. Sometimes we do things we shouldn't have done. But, you know, it really do be like that sometimes, guys. Oh, damn. It really do be like that. Um, so just we're out here to say that um, we're sorry to uh, the Lord and, <laughs> um, and our parents and just everyone who's known us because, wow, that was a rough time. We really did make some mistakes. <laughs> but, however... Uh, I will say, this is going to be a little bit of a jump, you know? It's a, it's um, a bit of a leap. <laughs> so, where you last left us, we're talking about kitchen safety. We're now talking about how we measure time. Yeah, in terms of, like, not, like, you know, minutes and seconds, even though I think there's a joke in there about, like, minutes, ha, ha, ha. Um, oh, weren't you not, you weren't going to say rent? <laughs> Jesus, okay. Oh, okay, but, <laughs> um... So, basically, the context is we're talking about how we measure time in our life that's gone by. So, for this, we're just like, how do you measure, you know, your past experiences and time in your life? And now we're talking about friendship. So, there you go. That was our little segue. Hope you uh, are still around. Uh, And I hope you enjoy the rest of our podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Please do. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) I don't really, I guess by friendship, you know, like, Mm. who was I friends with at this point? Like, what um, group was I hanging around with? Which kind of leads us into our... I was going to say, that's a good segue, because, wow. (laughs) Welcome to Stir in the Pot. Welcome to Stir in the Pot, ladies and gentlemen, and, you know, everybody else in between, or outside of the realm of that. Um, We're out here. We are out here, okay? Listen, here's the thing, guys. Um, This segment is called Stir in the Pot, because me and Hope, listen... We have a lot of opinions on a lot of the people in our life. We're and very opinionated. And yes. Would, it's not like we're constantly going around giving our unsolicited opinions. Right. People are adults. Like, yeah, we're people, not here to tell you to live your life, you know? Exactly. Like, I'm not out here being like, you need to do this. Because I'm like, first of all, I don't care. I don't I have... I really don't. I don't have the time or energy to care about, like, the little things that you're doing that I'm like, maybe not. Because I have a lot going on. Right. I don't have that kind of energy or right. time, so... And if this was the Truman Show, and, like, I was betting on what you would do next in your life, maybe I might have some stakes in there. But to be honest, I, no. So, just do whatever. But Can anyway... I be, like, so honest? I yes. have never seen the Truman Show. It's so good, it's though. About. I... It's that about the, you know, spoiler it. alert, it's about this man that has to, like, live his life through what's kind of, I don't know how to explain You know what? Just go watch the movie, Hope. I don't have time to explain this to you. No, the next 45 <clears throat> minutes, you're just going to explain to me, minute by minute, what happens in this movie. Oh, yikes. That's going to not be fun. <laughs> okay, so, stir in the pot. What do we want to talk about today, Hope? Okay. And I feel like this is very relevant to, like, kind of both of us, because we've had this experience with a lot of people that we know. Are kind of like going through that right now. Yes. Okay. So, how do you know when it's time to like 
not give up on a friendship, but just kind of let it go. Like break up, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like a friendship breakup. I've had plenty of those. Yeah. So I think that just my first answer to this, how do you know, is when they aren't actively adding to your life. And in fact, you add to theirs, but it seems like they're taking it away. That's kind of where I draw the line, you know, because I've had friendships like very long, deep, great friendships. Like I had a really great male friend all throughout college. And then, you know, it didn't seem like he was adding anything to my life. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to text you ever again. And we'll let this fizzle out. And, you know, now when we see each other across campus, it's always like, <laughs> you know, it's like mm. strange. So yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's probably, and what's your first answer to that? Um, I would say, similar to that but like when you're not as equally invested with like when you notice you're not as equally invested in each other's lives so like maybe you're asking them all the time like oh how was your day what did you do but they like never ask you about like how you're doing or anything exactly i feel like that's a good indicator to me that maybe this person doesn't see you see you as being as relevant in their life as you seeing them in yours you know? yeah i think like a combination of those two things like when they're no longer adding anything to your life and you're like adding more to their life. Yeah. And then they're not as invested in you as you are in them. Yeah. I think that because with friendships, it's definitely a balance. Like you can't, you really, really can't, you know, just be in a friendship, like trying to really do a lot of kind, nice stuff for people. And they're, they're just like, it's not necessarily that you should expect them to reciprocate. It's just more that you expect them to appreciate, if you will. Mm. Like some people, you don't need a reciprocation of all of the kindness. You just need an appreciation of the kindness. And sometimes that's not there. You know, that's a, that's a big problem that I've had throughout my friendships because a lot of times, like, you know, the way that I grew up, my, you know, I, my friendships were always really, really close to me. Like I mm-hmm. really held those near and dear. And, you know, sometimes when you needed something, you'd sooner call friends than you would call family just because, you know, they're more in reach or they understand the situation more. I, you know, I treat my friendships very, as really important. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like they're just, people don't get that and that's okay. But, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also like a point to touch on because sometimes you enter into a friendship and like your definition of like what a friend is, And, like, what a friend should be or, like, how good of friends you are with that person doesn't align with what that person thinks. Yes. And I feel like that's an important thing because I can't be mad at you for not, like, holding up your end of the bargain when you didn't even know there was a bargain happening. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think that... um, I think that in a lot of the friendships that I've ended, it's not necessarily that I regret what happened. It's more that I wish that at the time I would have known that they didn't really treat that friendship mm-hmm. uh, like as importantly as I treated the friendship. Like it, it, some simple clarifications could really have <laughs> helped me out there um, because sometimes somebody sees what you're doing for them and they don't know how to tell you. Like, I just, I'm not that close with you. Like mm-hmm. I think that you think we're closer and you know that in my opinion, it's fine. Like if you, you know, it, let's look at it in the standpoint of the other person. If you are out here and you're in a friendship and somebody's really like treating you really well and like they love you and they really hold your friendship to like really high importance and you're just like, I have other friends, like I have closer friends. I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing in the world to just be like, hey, you know, 
I see you like using a lot of your energy on me and I just want to let you know it's okay that you don't like I, I have other friends and I know that you probably have other friends and maybe we should just you know like it's okay you don't gotta go all out for me I'm just a person you know and I feel like that's something that a lot of people get hung up on because when somebody does something nice for you, you feel like you have to like reciprocate, reciprocate in some way, <laughs> shape or form. And then when you don't, or you feel like it's more of an obligation to like be around that person as much as they want or like reciprocate in whatever way mm-hmm. it starts to feel like more like a chore or something like that. And I feel like a lot of the times when you do start feeling that way. You start feeling like the bad guy and you don't want to bring it up because they're pouring so much energy and effort into you and you're just not feeling it. And you like start to think, Oh, maybe am I just a bad person or I can't speak for everyone. But like, I've definitely had that thought where I'm like, oof, I don't think I'm as close or I want to be as close as this person wants us to be, but they're doing all these nice things. Yeah. I think that's, that's extremely valid. I used to have this, you know what? Let's just give him a name. Let's call him goose. Okay. Yes. Goose. Goose and I were really good friends. Right. And um, this is the male friend that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Goose and I were really close, in my opinion. I saw it as we were really, really close. Like, I would, you know, bake him cookies and, like, care about him. And also, first of all, we can get into this later. Like, don't mistake <laughs> um, being, like, you know, don't mistake somebody's kindness for them, like, being interested in you romantically. Because that's garbage. Oof. We should talk about that on a later date. Yes. <laughs> There's an entire podcast that can be dedicated to that. But um, anyway, so, you know, I would really, like, care about this person. And I just don't think that he understood that, you know, I kept my friendships really close to me because, well, you know, they were important. Like, I was raised that way and whatever. And, um, you know, he was like the first friend. Goose was like the first friend that I made at OSU. So, you know, he was important. But, um, you know, he didn't really seem to, like, a care not appreciate or care like he did care but it was more like he didn't really seem as invested in the friendship as I was and I think he you know held a lot of other relationships which oh god um he held a lot of other friendships and relationships closer to him than my friendship with him which is fine so that's kind of why it fizzled out and yeah I'm sure that if I did things a lot differently because you know as you'll find with these podcasts I'm a very upfront person um I'm sure that if I just did something a little bit differently and maybe was a little less uh, me in that situation, we probably could have still been friends. But, you know, there's a lot of factors. (laughs) I feel like looking back and being like, if you were a little less you is like an unfair way to look at the situation, like just unfair to yourself. I guess. Because like, when are you not going to be you? And if this is a person who values your time and your friendship and who you are as a person, they'll be like, more appreciative of you being you than being like fake in a situation like that or being less genuine. Yeah. I think that instead of me being like, Oh, the responsibility falls on you to tell me that I'm going too far. Instead we should all just try and be as self-aware as possible. And if like, you know, it goes beyond reason and you just can't, you don't understand that what you're doing isn't really, um, to be honest, productive. Like, you know, sometimes you're doing things for people and it's not really productive to your life. So you like, mm-hmm. just, you can't, and not saying like doing nice things has to be productive because no, it does not. So in fact, I would consider doing nice things, productivity in its own sort of way. I think that instead of just us, you know, trying to place the blame on somebody else and being like, you need to tell me instead, we could just probably sit down and have a conversation just really like nice and quick and just be like, Hey, listen, you know, I notice sometimes you get a little weird around me. That's okay. I'm going to back off on some of the nice things. Or not nice things that I do. Just I'm going to back off a little. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But, yeah. Just 
That's fine. I'm like, you know how I feel about like very direct, open, honest communication. I love that. Like I, by nature, I'm just a very blunt person. So if I think there's an issue, I will talk to you directly. I'll be like, Hey, I feel X, Y, and Z. Is this accurate? Is this Mm -hmm. like something I'm making up or is this something that is intentionally happening? And I feel like that can be off putting sometimes, especially if you're not used to being approached in such a direct way oh yeah well perfect example of this we Mm -hmm. have a friend of a friend who's just been you know is very off put by a lot of our openness and honesty and like our bluntness in fact you know they've taken a lot of things that i said out of context and been like oh they just don't like me no honey it's not that i don't like you it's just that some of the things you say aren't exactly that great (laughs) and this is true because i feel like a lot of times when you are friends with someone you want them to be the best version of yourself. So like, if you said something and I was like, Ooh, honey, like (laughs) let's, it's I'm glad you said that around me and not somebody else so that we can like talk about it and move on. Yes. And I feel like if your friends, cause there's nothing more dangerous than a group of people that are sit around and are like, Oh wow, we're so great. Aren't we great? (laughs) Because that is like a dangerous combination. So like, I would say if your friends are not actively like trying to like make you into a better person or like calling you on your bowl, like, maybe you're not as good of friends as you thought because I feel like that, at least in my opinion, is a very important part of being friends. Well, I feel like sometimes, and this can probably lead us into some toxic friendship situations, like Mm -hmm. a conversation about that. Um, Sometimes you have a friend that says a lot of stuff and you're just like, oof, that's bad, right? No. (laughs) Sometimes you have to tell a person that, and given, it's not always your responsibility. Sometimes they're gone, okay? But, Sometimes when a friend says something that's just like, or does something that's like, that's not good. Like that is hurtful to a lot of people or like that's hurtful to me. Even if somebody does something directly to you and that's hurtful, I would say that a good portion of the time it's beneficial to call them out on it because you know, like if you want to stay friends, especially if you want to stay friends. Exactly. And like, here's the thing. You don't always have to stay friends with someone. That's not always the best option, but it's always the best option to talk about it and like, have like an honest dialogue about what you're feeling and what they're feeling. And if the response that they give you is not the response you're looking for, you're not obligated to stay friends with this person. Absolutely. I don't think that there's any obligation in any friendship, to be honest, just because, you know, just because somebody's stuck with you for so long or understands a certain situation or, you know, you're going through something and like they get it, but all of the other times they're garbage. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you have to stay friends with them because I'm sure there's about a thousand a million people out there that could be there for you instead it's just this person who's like i'm here for you right now but then you know the next day they're doing something bad like not great to you so don't stay friends like don't stay friends with someone out of obligation or convenience just because of the past time and effort that you've put into this relationship oh let's talk about convenience (laughs) because we know so many people who are just like you know i'm friends with them because it's been so long and i'm like honey (laughs) The other thing is the ability to tolerate a situation is not the obligation to stay in that situation. If that is not the best situation for you, exactly, like you don't have to stay in it. If that's not bringing you any joy, if it's not bringing you anything like if you're not growing from the situation or the friendship, right. you're not obligated to stay in that just because you can. Well, I also think that, you know, sometimes you're friends with somebody and they're doing not great things, but you like see the semi good in them Mm -hmm. and you're like, they're not too far gone. First of all, it's not your obligation to try and change a person. Okay. It's really not your job. Like, and if you 
spend all of your time and energy in doing that, you're just going to be very burned out. Would not yeah. recommend. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that sometimes we see a little bit of hope for somebody and we're like, Oh, they, they care about me just this little bit. Or like this one day we were having a really good day and they said this and it was really sweet. Like I, I see that they're good as a person. It's just, you know, sometimes it's covered up by this other stuff. Listen, it's not your job to change a person. In fact, I think it is explicitly their responsibility to change them, their damn selves. Like you as a person, you are responsibility for your own growth. You cannot point to one person and be like, they made me growth grow. Sorry. <laughs> you have to be responsibility responsible. Jesus. They did me home. a growth. You have to have a responsibility. <laughs> you are responsible for your own growth. And you really need to take responsibility for your own growth. Because why would you credit anybody anybody else with your growth? Like, I don't get that. No, honestly, be relatable. Like you can't point to one person and be like, well, you're in charge. And I feel like people do this in like romantic relationships too. <laughs> yeah, they do. Where they're like, this is the person who I'm going to like task mm-hmm. with all of my problems. And they're now responsible for making this better. We have some flickering going on on our mic. It sometimes it's flickers. Fine. It sometimes flickers red. Like, I think if it gets like really loud. See, told you. <laughs> oh, you scream. And- <laughs> oh, you scream. Sorry. You know what? Let's get back into the conversation. Even- I'm going to put my nice little radio voice hat on. Yes. Hi, everybody. We're professional. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Let's cancel that. Yeah. Let's we're gonna, just going to pack that up and just ship it off somewhere else. But yeah, I think maybe since we're just like completely derailed, I want to go back to what you were saying um, about toxic friendships mm-hmm. because I feel like <laughs> a lot of times, and then kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, a lot of people stay in toxic friendships just because they're convenient. For fun. <laughs> just, just for the lols. I don't get that. And here's the thing. When somebody, we have this thing called hot seat. And when, mm. when you get in the hot seat, essentially what happens is anybody can ask you any very candid question and you should probably answer with all honesty. It like, I guess you could live your life in hot seat, but like it's sometimes a little upfront. So like maybe just wait to unpack it some other time. You want to live your life in tears, live your life in the hot seat, but otherwise it's good for like you know, every now and then. Don't yeah. have a hot seat, like, every five minutes. You'll cry. Yes, it's okay. Um, so, anyway, when we do hot seats, sometimes we call people out, and I'm like, why are you friends with this person? They did this horrible thing to you multiple times. And they're like, Oof. And here's the kicker. Show no remorse. None. They don't feel bad about it at all. They're not like, oh, I'm so sorry I did this thing. I'll seek to do better in the future. I didn't know it was problem for you because they did know it was a problem for you because you told them about it and in fact when you do tell them about it they come up with some stuff like well here's why listen i'm gonna say right now if any of my friends ever come to me and i say listen i have this issue like you did this thing it hurts my feelings and they start explaining oh it's because i don't care here's the thing here's the thing an excuse is not a justification and a justification is not an apology and if i tell you hey this thing that you did really just hurt my feelings. I'm not looking for you to explain it. I don't mm-hmm. care. What I need from you is to go, Hey, I'm either going to not do it again, or I'm going to continue doing it again. Cause I don't care about your feelings. And then <laughs> we can go from there. Wow. That's real growth right there. Um, wow. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. If you're out there and you are in a very toxic friendship and you know that in some way it is a little toxic, like they've done some stuff 
repeatedly, that's not great. And your friends have told you, listen, what the hell's going on? Why are you still friends with this person? They've hurt you on this occasion and this occasion and this occasion and this occasion. And they can point to multiple times in your friendship where they've really screwed up. Maybe, just maybe, sit down, look over the facts and say, okay, Either I'm going to explain with a really valid reason why I'm still friends with this person, or they're out the dough. Like, get rid of them. And, like, here's the thing. It's not your job to justify, like, your friend's (laughs) terrible actions. But sometimes people do that anyway. Like, Alex, if you did some (laughs) shit to me and somebody was like, hey, that thing that Alex did was really shitty. First of all, I would probably acknowledge it. Because, like, if you did a shitty thing, I'd be like, yeah, it's shitty. Like, that doesn't mean you're a shitty person. No. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes don't want to call out their friends because they really care for about them. They really mm-hmm. love them. And they feel like by calling an action or like, like a thing that they did like bad or awful, they're calling the person as a whole bad or awful. But like, mm-hmm. that's not the case. We all do yeah. bad things. We all do things we wish we hadn't done. We all do things that unintentionally hurt other people. That doesn't mean yeah. we're hurtful people. That doesn't mean we're bad people. That doesn't mean we're malicious in any way. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we didn't intend to do. So, right. you know, I think trying to say that, oh, you know, that person did this bad thing or this bad thing and this bad thing um, doesn't make them a shitty person is a really terrible way to reason um, with yourself as to why you're still friends with them. Because, listen, not everybody in the world is a shitty person. Like, a good portion of the world, good people. And a lot of those people have friends or people who are past friends that are like, listen, not my cup of tea. Just because somebody does something bad a, doesn't mean they're a bad person, but also just because somebody's a bad person, that doesn't like mean that you, it, you don't have to justify your friendship by saying like, it, like they're not a bad person. What the hell's that? Don't go out here and just be like, but they're not a bad person. And like, here's the thing to me, that's the equivalent of like being friends with someone. And when people are like, why being like, Oh, but they're so nice. Because like, in my mind, nice is just like, their parents raise them correctly and they mm-hmm. have like the bare minimum of manners and are kind of polite. Right. Like being nice is just not being directly an asshole. Right. And like, you don't want friends that are nice. You want friends that are good and you want friends that are good to you and for you. You don't want yes. friends that are just nice. There are nice some good like, people out there that will be mm-hmm. really good for other people, but not you. Okay. That's the lesson. And then kind of going off of that, you don't have to be friends with someone because your friends are friends with that person mm-hmm. or because like, they feel like, or you feel like, oh my God, but they're so, they're such a nice person. They're such a good person. Just because mm-hmm. they're nice or good doesn't mean that they fit with you or like provide the kind of friendship that you would need or is like most beneficial, beneficial to you. Like, yeah, it's not the case all the time. Yeah. I feel that. Um, I mean, we've experienced this a lot and we're not even going to unpack that because that's like a, that's like a whole three suitcases full of stuff. Oof. Um, I feel like saying, you know, oh, you know, I have to be friends with this person because my really good friends is friends with them is garbage. And like, you shouldn't have to do that at all. Don't, you're not obligated to hang out with people that, you know, are liked by your friends. Like you're not. And especially, I think sometimes, you know, we have this issue where, somebody's like just because you can be cordial with someone means that you can like hang out with them i think that's untrue that's i mean you know what we're unpacking let's just pack that back up who cares point is 
Um, if you're in a toxic friendship or if you're in a friendship that's just not great for you, you know it's not great for you. They've done some stuff recently and in the past that's not great. Maybe you should evaluate it instead of just being like, eh, eh, it's bad, but oh well. But then also, kind of to add to that, like you want to evaluate that. You want to go and like look back at yourself and be like, okay, but why are we friends? And if right. you can't see all of your friends and go, this is exactly why we're friends. And it's not something that's like, I put so much effort into this or they're so nice. Or like, we've just been friends for such a long time. Then I don't know. Maybe you should reevaluate the actual reasons you're friends with them. Because it is, is it just like, you've been in this relationship so long that you're just like, well, I guess I'm in it forever. Right. Or do you just not want to deal with the, like the uncomfortable feeling of realizing that maybe they're not adding anything to your life? I think that, um, you know, and also don't get us wrong. You don't have to cut any of these people out of your life completely. You, what you can do is I like to call it a friendship downgrade where you take somebody who you're really close with and you're just like, you know what? They're not doing well for me when I'm close to them. Just let's push them away a little. And then all of a sudden they're your work friend or your roommate friend or the friend that you go out and get drunk with occasionally. But they're not the friend that like comes over when you're crying being like, you know, help me. Like, don't <laughs> Not all of your friends have to be best friends. Exactly. Like, you can only have like, and you know, I'm just going to drop a little science on you. Wow. Wow. I'm, I went to college, but <laughs> you can only really maintain five to eight really deep, like, intimate personal relationships. And that's fine. Yeah. Like not all of your relationships are going to be on this like Pacific Rim drift compatible level. Yeah. Like you're not here <laughs> to save the world in a robot. You're just here for companionship. Oh, so God. you really don't need all of that. Like yeah. it's okay to just be acquainted with someone. It's okay to just be like, you know, cause everybody has those people who like only yeah. talk to at work or like we had like one class together and we only talk to each other in that one class and we get along mm-hmm. great, but I would never hang out with them out of that context. Yeah. There is, um, a really, uh, so, um, I think that other science um there are different levels of friendship that can actually be studied and analyzed like in peer-reviewed research come on sex and love and society class yes psycho uh, sources yes um but you can there are definitely different levels of friendship and you know you can just go find a sociologist out there that studies you know um close relationships and friendships and stuff like that and just me they're out there because it's an interesting topic and um you can look at what different levels of friendships there are there's like level one level two and level three and i forget which you know how it goes up and down the scale or whatever but you know sometimes they're your like primary friends that are really close and sometimes they're your secondary and then there's the tertiary and then on and so on and so forth and you know the people that are close to you those are the ones you call when you have a crisis or you just call to like have a, have a nice little girlies night like we're doing here in like an hour or two. Um, so yeah, you know, it's okay to have different kinds of friends and it's okay to either bring somebody closer or push somebody away. That's fine. You know, that sometimes when you're saying like, I don't want this person in my life anymore, but I'm sorry. I had to burp. Wow. Way to ruin the entire thing. Listen. Okay. (laughs) Um, But sometimes, oh, what was I saying? I totally forgot. You can push people away, oh, bring them in. Yeah. So sometimes instead of cutting somebody out, it's a little easier for you just to deal with that. Like, 
also friendship breakups are heartbreaking. Okay. Like I've had plenty that I've just been like crying over. Thing. I, in my opinion, friendship breakups are like worse the than worst. actual breakups. Yes. They are so bad. And you know, I remember going through my friendship breakup with goose and like you were there, you knew oh, yeah. for months I would not be over it just because it, bugged me so but, much like, i feel like the thing is when somebody romantic like enters your life you know that there's the potential that you'll break up and that yeah. they'll like walk away but like when a friend like enters your life and you get closer and closer you're like okay yeah. this is my die hard this is my ride or die we're like we're close it. yeah but sometimes it, and sometimes you'll say things about the future like you'll make plans to go somewhere like in the next mm-hmm. few years or you'll just be like when i'm older like you know my kids are gonna call you like aunt or uncle whatever and it's like you say those things out loud and then, you know, it festers in your brain. It just like, it buries itself in your brain, just nests itself in there. Like, this is the plan you had. And mm-hmm. then when you're going through that breakup, it's like, surprise, you know, yeah. remember that time that you thought this thing and then you get even more sad. So yeah, it's sad. It sucks. But dude, like, don't, you know, don't sacrifice your overall long-term happiness for like, you know, a, like a plan or an idea of a person. Yeah, just because like a, you want it to happen doesn't mean it's what's best for you or that other person. Yeah, and it's just sometimes you gotta say goodbye to people, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, like when you say goodbye to one person, you're like opening up that space for maybe a different, better person to walk yeah. in. Yeah, it's like when somebody bad gets out of your car, and then like you have an open seat, and you're like, somebody new can get in this car and like <laughs> come on this adventure with this, this little trip. Yes, and I I do feel like that has kind of to do with like. Obviously, like, you're constantly growing. Here's, Mm -hmm. like, and if you think, like, you know the people who think they weren't that bad in, like, college or high school, and it's like, honey, if you don't think you were bad, like, a month ago, (laughs) let alone college or high school, then you're probably the same crappy person (laughs) right now. Oh, my God. But, like, you grow up, and you find, like, that you need different things. And maybe that person was what you needed in a friend in Mm -hmm. that instance or in that period of your life. Oh, yeah. But then, now that's just not what you need. And I feel like instead of, like, hanging on to that and being like, but we have so many plans for the future. So many like good memories. It's best for you to be like, like, yes, hold on to those memories and be like kind of sad that you never got to like fulfill those plans, but also to realize that, Hey, like we're growing up and we're growing in different directions and that's okay. Okay. Good example of that. I know I'm like out here with these examples. Like here's the thing. (laughs) Um, I had this good friend in high school. We'll call them, um, Oh, um, Clementine. That's a good one. Clementine. Okay. Clementine and I, we were so cl- I could say like this and like cross my fingers, but like y'all couldn't see because the podcast <laughs> and that, you know, I'm on a different level of ignorance right now. Like we're I'm so stupid. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Also, when you say things like you're so stupid or like, Oh, I want to die. You're putting that energy up to the universe. Stop it. Okay. Do not. Don't do that anymore. Guys. I'm sorry. Universe. I'm not smart. To be, like that cheesy person who's like, Good vibes only, but good, good vibes, vibes only. only. I don't know, I need that negative energy. Exactly. Oh my God. I, okay, Clementine. Anyway, Clementine and I, we were really close throughout, throughout high school. And she was just, first of all, she was an Aries, okay? And I don't know if y'all understand the Aries bullshit that exists in the universe, but Aries very, like, flighty, very, like, la-di-da, laissez-faire, if you will, which is a great phrase, first of all. Wow. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to the French, first of all. Shout out to the French, and also shout out to Pearl on RuPaul's Drag Race, who's like, flase-da. Cool. <laughs> she was good. <laughs> all right, anyway. So, um, they're very, like, flighty, and that's fine, and sometimes you need that flighty friend to just, like, 
have a dumb high school experience with. I remember, and I'm sorry, Gloria, I'm going to say some stuff on here that you're going to be like, <gasps> oh no, <laughs> that's my mom, by the way. Um, um, I remember like, you know, going to places we shouldn't go. Like, you know, like I never really snuck out, I would say maybe like once, but like staying out too late and, you know, um, I would like to interject for my dad who was maybe listening to, I would never, <laughs> I have never even thought about climbing out a window or a front door. What? Sneaking out? Who is she? Unfamiliar. Anywho. <laughs> um, I would say that, <coughs> I would say that, oh, yeah, we did this dumb thing. It was so stupid. Um, her boyfriend, who trashed a garbage bag, um, I the worst thing I ever said to a person, I said to him, I'm not going to say it on this podcast because I need a job at some point. And they're going to be like, if this girl is out here saying these things. Um, so his name was like... Um, Lamp, okay? okay. Lamp, <laughs> Lamp was a problem. I keep trying to think of, like, the first letter or, like, syllable of their name and be like, let's have it match up just so, like, we can keep it together and not accidentally slip. But here's the thing. Clementine and Lamp, they were inseparable, okay? And Lamp worked about, I would say, like, 35 minutes up the road from my house. But, like, 35 minutes up the road is, like, a straight shot down the road from my house because I lived on, like, a sort of a a main road or whatever. Mm -hmm. You drove 45 minutes not 45, 35 to 40 minutes. And there was his job on like the left side of the street. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Can you edit that out? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that out. Cause I can't have that in there. <laughs> She'll find me. We'll just put a bleep over it. I don't know. Cause I feel like it'll be weird. Okay. Sorry. Continue with the story. Continue with the story. We'll Clementine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm a mess. Clementine and I would get in her little car. First of all, if she listened to the podcast, she's going to know, but I just don't want her to sue me for defamation. (laughs) Um, Clementine and I would drive 40 minutes, like 35 to 40 minutes up the road to go visit her boyfriend almost every single night. And my mom had no idea. I told her all the time. I was like, oh, I'm just going like, you know, 25 minutes or like 20 minutes to go like this place or this place, or I'm just hanging with at home. Damn it again. I'll just bleep. I'll just bleep over it. Please. I'll just bleep over it. But also, what were gas prices like in this wild time? <laughs> oh my time? god. Oh my god. Clementine. Was it free? She was wild. Um, she had like a rich family member or whatever that like gave her money, and we were just first of all, th- that was great for me. Um, like she would always be like, "No, like I'll buy you some food or whatever." And I'm like, "Listen, I love ice cream." <laughs> me too. But anyway, so. Like, that's the stuff that I would do when I was in high school. I was stupid. I didn't really think that, like, if my mom didn't know where I actually was, uh, that could serve to be a problem. Because if I died, um, first of all, tell your tell your parents where you're going. Like, <coughs> hey, kids, don't sneak out. Let's don't. just go. <coughs> Like if, you're, if you don't want your parents to know that you're doing it, maybe that's an indication that maybe. I don't know. But I, I mean, know. to be honest, like... Okay, there are some instances where it's like, meh. Yeah. Like, if you're out here doing some illegal things that you shouldn't be doing, but, like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not even If it's unsafe or illegal, don't do it. Stop. (laughs) Like, just try your best to not. Um, But, yeah, sometimes your parents just need to know where you are. And, like, that's a lesson that I've had to learn all throughout my life. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want my mom to know I'm here. But sometimes she's just like, yeah, in case you're, like, dead, I need to know where to send the cops. So, (laughs) No, I'll, like, text my parents, like, even... You know, last, a couple weeks ago, I was, like, with a new jam group. Ooh, yeah. I just like people to me. know where I'm at. So, I like, I texted my parents. I was like, hey, mom, hey, dad, this is where I'm at. And I texted you. And I was like, this is where I'm at. So, in case I'm murdered, 
this is where the body will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, whatever, we really got off topic. We but sure anyway, did. So. The point is, is you can have those friends that all, like, they don't mean, you know, a whole, whole lot, but, like, <coughs> it, like, at the time, they're the people that are really gonna, like, be there for you, and sometimes, um, as seen with Clementine, <laughs> uh, they're not there forever, and that's fine. Like, let me just say, some of the most hilarious stories I have about anybody are the ones with Clementine. Maybe sometime I'll talk about it on the podcast, because they're really funny, so... Wow, that was an adventure. That was a ride. It was a ride. I accidentally said their name twice. I'm so sorry, Clementine. If you're out there and you want to sue me, why don't you just, like, talk to me first? <laughs> wow. What a yeah, way. if you, like, really have a problem with this, I'll give you, like, $10 and a pack of Oreos. Is that okay? Thanks. <laughs> you can give me $10 and a pack of Oreos. Yeah, but I didn't but... accidentally defame you on a podcast. Yeah, but I like Oreos. <laughs> well, we can eat Oreos another time. I have frozen bananas in my freezer. Is that going to help? <laughs> well, I just helped you make risotto, so this is true. Yeah. Okay, we're so off topic. We are. Um. So how about that? I don't even want to. We're out here. But yeah, moral of the story: It's okay <coughs> to have friends that, like, in the moment are like fun. And they yeah. like come into your life, and they're like, "Oh, we're doing this fun whirlwind thing." But like, they're not gonna not stay there. Every friend that you have is gonna be a friend that lasts you your entire life. Yeah, and with me, that's especially. Especially, wow, I need to go. Especially. <laughs> I need to go take one of my classes that I'm in. Um, especially, it's especially true for me because I have a lot of friends that cycle in and out of my life. And um, I think that sometimes I'll see somebody, like, a couple of our friends have been friends since, like, middle school. And I'm like, wild, what's that like? <laughs> I literally, I think the longest or oldest friend that I have, I was friends with them since not even middle school. Like, junior year, high school, maybe. I think the oldest friend I have... Maybe sixth grade, but, like, I text him and he does not text me back. So, pretty sure we're not friends. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like that's the moral of, like, we've been talking about this for, like, I don't know how I'm not long. that invested. It's more oh, like, okay. like, occasionally we'll be like, hey, you coming to town? And he'll be like, mm, no. <laughs> but I will say this. It's, like, good to have those friends who you're, like, not super close with, but, like, when you're around each other, like, you have a great time. And that's fine. Like, I have a friend lives in Canada, like, I live kind of close to Canada, so it's not, like, wild. Sometimes I'm in Canada. But, like, we sometimes, like, we'll text each other, but we're not, like, super invested in each other's lives, but we'll just, like, check yeah. in, like, every couple of months and be like, hey, still alive? Yeah, still kicking? Great. I love it when they're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> when they're still alive and kicking? Yeah. Excellent. But, yeah, but then when I'm in town or, like, he's in town, we hang out, have a great time. It's fun. We're not super invested in each other's lives or whatever. I don't expect, like, an invitation to his wedding or whatever. I don't even know if he's in a relationship. <laughs> we don't, like, we just hang well, out when we see that. each other. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, the moral of the story is people come in and out of your life. It's okay to break up with your friends and just stop trying to stick around in toxic friendships because you think they're going to get better because they're probably not. This is true. And if they haven't gotten better by this point and you've done everything that you can, it's okay to take a break and step away from that relationship. And sometimes you do just need a break. Like, you don't yeah. need, like, a, like a clean cut off, like you're done. Your friendship cold breaks. turkey. Mm. But sometimes you just need to like come, take a break, <clears throat> breathe, think about, hey, what is this person adding to my life? Is yeah. this the kind of energy I want around me? And then like come back to it. And like you can talk about the things that you thought about in your like little break or whatever. And if they agree and they want to like work on things and like make it better, that's great. That's good and vibes only. I feel like I don't know. I feel like we've had this conversation maybe before. But, like, a good friendship is not a friendship where you never fight. 
Oh, yeah, we've had this friendship. We've had this, yeah. friendship. We've had this conversation before because, boy. <laughs> like a good freshman. Or good freshman. There are no good freshmen. <laughs> there are none. I've never met <laughs> one. Point <laughs> me to a good freshman and I'll call you a liar. Okay. Anywho. But, yeah, like a good friend is not one that you never argue with or one that you never disagree with because when you disagree and argue about the good things or like not the good things, but the important things, that's how you like, that's like a turning point in your friendship. That's how you grow. That's how you decide. Is this somebody I want to continue with me? Growth, if you will. You know what that is? It's growth. Have you seen that? Yes, I I have. Like insecure or something. I don't know. I'm really excited about it though. It's a good gift. Oh, it is. So good. But yeah, but that's like, how you stay together. Like you stay together by having those like important fights and important discussions and important conversations. Yeah. Because if you never confront the big issues, then <clears throat> you'll kind of like slowly just drift apart or just start being more and more fake to each other. Yeah. And that's just not healthy. Yeah. And you know, I think we've been talking about like toxicity and not great friends for so long that we need to give a shout out to our really good friend. Oh my God. Do you know who I'm going to talk about? It's, it's Kaylee. I Kaylee. love you, Kaylee. Oh my God. Love my life. Okay, so we were roommates for a time. <laughs> Best year of my life, let me tell you. Yes. Kaylee is a gem. She's a national treasure. I love she her with is. my entire heart. She deserves the world. She deserves all the best things. I. She is a, a music major, um, but she has this concert coming up. And let me tell you, I'm going to be front row with a sign cheering for Look, this woman. If you think I'm not going to support the heck out of Kaylee. I love incorrect. her. So here's the thing. I never have any quarrels with her. Cause she's always like, listen, that's valid. Yes. And I'm like, yes. oh, oh my God. Yes. When your friends are just out there validating your emotions. Oh, it makes me so happy. Oh, here's I love here's her. a key. Don't explain away your friends, you know, feelings and stuff. And Kaylee, would never. Can she would never, never do me like that. She's just like, you know what? I understand. I hear what you're saying. And, and then she'll like throw in a little, you know, anecdote about when she felt similarly. And I'm like, yes, she gets it. And she gets me. Sometimes you can tell like she just like, she doesn't know what to say exactly because she just says it do be like that sometimes. But that, Kaylee, that means the world to me regardless. Like, honestly, just to know that you're there and you're like listening and like empathizing oh with me. Oh my God, Mwah. yes. Love she this girl. is such a good listener. She just comes out here. She's like, oh, I'm listening. Yes, I understand. And I feel. And listen. she's like, and I support you unconditionally. And then she sends you a little picture of a dog. And she's like, and this dog supports you unconditionally. And listen, then I cry. The dogs. Okay, I oh. love that about her. She'll send you a picture. Listen, everybody out here befriend Kaylee because she'll send you a picture picture of a dog right quick when you need it honestly like she's she's so good i just can't say enough good things about yeah it's gonna be like 50 minutes of us talking about toxic friendships and like you know 10 minutes and then like just good old kaylee no 50 more minutes okay no no just delete everything we have listen kaylee (laughs) kaylee appreciation podcast fan club but it's getting to the like hour mark so we should probably wrap this up Okay, thank you guys so much for listening to yes. our first ever episode of Foodies for Thought. Alex, anything you want to say? Um, just want to give a quick shout out to Bradley Oni for being my um, role model, my icon, role model, my just icon, like everything the love I aspire to be. I love you so much. There's some knock oh, on my door. No, no. Okay, <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you'll listen to us next time. Bye yeah. for now. Do